We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Report, Week 5 edition. We are back. We are uh, commiserating about our fantasy teams, some of which we co-own. It's not been the best day for us, Hassan, but uh, it has been certainly an exciting week. How's it going? Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're, we're alive and we're here and we're, we're, we're here talking to you guys. It's, it's, been, um, it's been a tough day um just across uh, just across fantasy for someone like ourselves who play the way we play um just been just been a tough tough day in general um been some pretty sorry no i was just gonna say it seems like we come in like this whole season we've been coming in on like a down note which probably isn't the best for like um, yeah viewers and listeners but i mean if you saw the team that hassan and i co-own with the guys from ship chasing you would understand want to do you want to uh, recap what's going on there yeah just as a quick heads up we we we, we drafted this team uh through with the pentagon y'all know and love us uh we had a we had a digs adam start um actually it's a pretty it's actually a legitimately good team uh in a vacuum you, uh, you would want to draft this team again and again and again um because because here's so here's uh the actual team and how it looks out uh, so we had so we had a Diggs, Adam Start, we had Kittle, we have Drake London, you know, on our bench we have Juju Smith Schuster, we had uh, you know Noah Brown, I mean John Burks, you know, so, and we we, we had even drafted running backs, guys. Like we even drafted running backs after drafting George Kittle, we lucked into ETN and and Rashad Penny. So we actually had players at the positions that we needed them. We've run really really bad. Uh, each week we seem to be running into some kind of buzzsaw. Uh, last week we ran into to Hawkinson, um, and then the first few weeks we just sort of failed to really win our flippy games. Um, that team was dealt a major blow today after Rashad Penny, uh, a poor guy, suffered a suffered a fractured tibia, and uh, this being FFPC high stakes, uh, someone else drafted oh like way overdrafted Kenneth Walker. Um, I mean Kenneth Walker looked really good today. Um, in, in relief of Penny, he actually uh showed a lot more burst um i'm just gonna go pull up his, his stats because it's it's actually something that, that i think everyone should note um what he had and uh, uh so he had eight carries for 88 yards and a score um so you know looked pretty good running the football uh so so you know so this is a team unfortunately for us this team is pretty much doa we're looking like we're gonna go on five um, there's not enough time in the FFPC regular season to make that up, but, but Blair, I wanted to get your thoughts here on, 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 on Kenny Walker and especially the Seattle Seahawks under Gino Smith. Like, what are your thoughts on, on just their outlook going forward? Um, I guess you have to be kind of pleasantly surprised with seeing what the Seahawks have done the last two games. I think they've probably put up a total of like 80 points in the last two games. Um, so, you know, obviously there's maybe some some uh, some fantasy scoring that you would hope would trickle down to to Kenneth Walker. It's a little bit concerning that he didn't get a target at all in this game, and obviously that's probably something that's going to happen again with him. Um, it's not like Penny was getting a lot of targets. Uh, he didn't get any in this game either. 
and uh, even DJ Dallas only had one. So there just aren't a lot of running back targets in this offense. So on games where Walker can rush for 88 yards and a touchdown, he'll be he'll be fine. But it's uh, he's not going to have the same kind of upside as guys who who are getting the the running back targets. But yeah, obviously it's great to see him uh, looking good on the ground, and hopefully they decide to get the ball in his hands in more creative ways. Yeah, the two guys who are earning those shorter running back targets happen to be both of the tight ends. Noah Fant and Will Disley seem to be, my God, you know how sad it sounds to say Will Disley is earning <laughs> crazy targets, but, you know, how much we can do there. Um, he's been good. Like, for what it's worth, he's been good. Um, Geno Smith has actually looked pretty good under, under center. It helps that he's throwing to both Lockett and Metcalf. It helped that Lockett and Metcalf are able to be very efficient on their volume. And the Saints the Saints are a sturdy defense, so, you know, good on them. Yeah, that's true. That's the other surprising thing. I think certainly I was basically out on both the Seahawks receivers after the Russ Wilson trade, which so far is looking like a mistake. Um, But I did not expect to see this kind of play from from Geno Smith. So, um, you know, Seattle is looking like kind of a fun team, although you can always, uh, you know, you never want to, count out p carroll doing doing his thing yeah i mean it is it is it is what it is um on the saints side like uh, like alvin Kamara did really well like he he had 103 rushing yards on 23 carries he also had 91 receiving yards right so i think that's kind of the big deal uh is just the fact that he's able to put it all together there like he's kind of that dangerous package um so that's to me that's a little bit interesting um, and I don't know how sustainable this is. We haven't really seen him do this very often, mm-hmm. so it's been a while. Yeah, he looked good. Um, yeah, I mean, this was such a weird game because you know Taysom Hill scoring three rushing touchdowns and throwing for another touchdown. Like that's another thing that's not probably sustainable. So, what yeah. does this offense look like when they're forced to rely more on on Andy Dalton and on the pass catchers that's that's tough to say and maybe Kamara doesn't enjoy such a productive day on the ground in those cases um but yeah this was this was nice to see obviously six targets was tied for the team lead so uh with Chris Olave so that's pretty that's pretty good yeah a little vintage-ish Kamara which I mean realistically he's looked very very dusty for some time so Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still don't know how, like, if you're expecting to get a lot out of like a lot in exchange here, because I just, don't, I still don't think he's, I don't, I don't think he's back back. If that makes sense. Um, Olave suffered a concussion in this game. If he, I mean, he's been the Saints' deep threat, right? I still think he leads the league in air yards, and probably will even after this game. Um, but if he's not able to play, like that could have a big impact on how the uh how the saints look yeah they play cincinnati next week um yeah and, and cincinnati i mean the, the defense is actually pretty good pretty good um so it'd be interesting to see how they're i mean because without without a lave man like that's a very constipated looking offense right so i mean yeah all that is to say i think even though camara looks good today there yeah. there's still a lot of reasons to be concerned maybe although i'm I think it's encouraging. Um, I mean, one guy I really want to talk about because I think you could make a case that he's now the overall running back one or close to it. Brees Hall had almost 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving. Uh, Where at this point in the season would you have him ranked in your season? In Dynasty? Season. Dynasty, I think, is actually easier. (laughs) Dynasty is actually easier, isn't it? Like... Like you just put him at the top and then say, like, okay, yeah, no. you just sort of put him in the top three. <laughs> like, 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 oh, you want to, if you want to put Christian McCaffrey at one, okay, go for it. You want to put Saquon Barkley at two, that's fine. All right, where are you going to put Brees? What would you, is there anyone you wouldn't trade straight up for Brees Hall in Dynasty? Maybe you wouldn't trade. Probably the wide receivers, like yeah, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Trace. Or Jefferson, but other than that. AJ Brown. I think that's about it. <laughs> like it's a right. short list, don't you think? 
Yeah, very short. Uh, uh, that I mean, I was actually trying to get him on some on some of my dynasty teams like a few weeks ago, and sending out offers that I thought were overpay offers. Like, um, I don't know. I think I offered I offered someone Mark Andrews for him, and a couple oh. weeks ago, that seemed like a pretty good deal for them, but it got rejected. So uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm a little slow on on his valuation but uh obviously he looked amazing today and nah i just think Brees hall guys ain't gonna give Brees hall up that's probably true like it's just, it's just not gonna happen he only had the one touchdown but i don't know if you saw this game he had like a 70 yard catch and run and he got tackled at the one and then they brought in michael carter to to run it in for a touchdown so he was close to having to having an even better day yeah no it's I've been following him for quite some time, just because, uh, just because he's been. I, I mean, if you even if you even if you haven't watched the Jets at all, just go back and check out some of their box scores because it's it's like legit eye popping that he gets ten targets sometimes. Sometimes, like I think he's averaged like six on the season, like six targets a game. Where do you have Brees Hall ranked uh, in relation to Swift? Uh, I still would give an edge to Swift. Mm. Um, but it becomes really, really just because I think I think uh, golf is a little bit better. But like, if if yeah. we see you know Zach Wilson keep taking these like leaps forward, nah, yeah, I think I think Brees Hall takes over there. Yeah, like like, it, like it's like it's very contingent on 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 Wilson, right? Because like that's like a pretty loaded receiver core: Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Um, whereas, whereas Swift's real target competition is Sun God. Yeah. Right. Wilson. Um, I mean, he wasn't asked to do a lot today, but he looked pretty good. Completed 14 of 21 passes for 210 yards. So that's Mm -hmm. 10 yards per attempt. So that's pretty good. No interceptions. Yeah. I I mean, it it should be noted that, that uh, it's unfortunate, but, um, Daddy had to leave the game early this season. I mean, early, early today with a, with a concussion and elbow issue. So the Jets didn't have to do a lot to beat Skylar Thompson. I think is his name. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean, just, just for those of you who didn't watch the game or don't know, the Jets absolutely pants the fins like 17, four, like 40 was the final score. That's four zero. Zach Wilson had zero uh, passing touchdowns. Brees Hall had one rushing touchdown. Michael Carter had two. Braxton Barrios had one. And Zach Wilson had one. Like, all their touchdowns came on the ground. Do you think that, shifting over to the Dolphins side, do you think that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are guys you can start if Skylar Thompson is going to be the quarterback next week and maybe for a few weeks? Uh, Hill, yes. Waddle, I'm getting a little concerned about just because he keeps popping up on the injury report with a groin issue. Mm. Like, got me a little nervous there. Um, not going to lie. Hill, um, I think, was in a walking boot after this game. Ooh, boy. That's uh, kind of, that's kind of, uh, that there's maybe some concern about. But uh, yeah, that's definitely one to monitor. But I mean, with with Hill being a little banged up, Possibly even worse than that. Waddle only had three targets today. I mean, this uh, this team is not the same team we saw when Tua was the quarterback. So I'm a little, I'm definitely a little bit concerned about these pass catchers. And I would not, you know, if I had other options on on teams where I have Waddle, I'd probably start them over him. Yeah, and just just for listeners, uh, those uh, those pass catchers. You know, are there's quite a few of them actually, uh, but one who I do want to talk about is is, is Gabriel Davis, just because he was he was an earlier pick. Um, today he went completely completely ham. Um, uh, coming off coming off his ankle injury, he just today he just did not look uh, at all uh, hindered by it. He just completely popped off three three catches, 171 yards and two scores on six targets. I uh, he absolutely sunned the Steelers today. Like he pretty much put them in a position to win, um, uh, and then the, and then they just sort of kept piling on 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 the points, which is good. But you know, Gabe Davis is a guy I've actually got him on 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 a team that I've got Jalen Waddle. So I think I'm going to be sipping sitting Waddle for um, for Gabe Davis. Now, um, for listeners, I made I, I I was really feeling myself on this team. 
I made a cardinal sin, uh, at least what I consider to be a cardinal sin trade, where I sent uh, who I consider to be a redundant wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. I sent him away for um, uh, Javante Williams. Uh, you know, so. I mean, uh, if Hill's hurt, maybe that's a wash, but. Yeah, I mean, how hurt? Like, unless unless, unless Hill's going to miss the season, it's become, it becomes a different story, right? Yeah, um, right. Uh, but I'll see if you can trade Hill for Gabe Davis now. Uh, I can't trade Gail Hill. I, I traded Hill away. Traded Hill's Hill gone. Oh, yeah, I'm confused. No, I'll yeah. See. So I, I sent him away for Javante Williams. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you know, bad to trade. Is it, it seems like a really good trade. Like a week and a half ago, that's like awesome. Yeah, like I, 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 I suckered into that stupid hype. <laughs> I guess I got Charlie Brown in the football, like Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just and then there's another guy. If you guys are scrounging uh, waivers, if he's somehow still out there, just get him on your roster. It's George Pickens. I mean, he had six catches today, 83 yards, and, and no, no scores on eight targets. Like so, Pickett made his like his season debut. Uh, the Steelers fell behind early, so he you know had 50. Two pass attempts, right? But he's, you know, he still played fairly well. They're gonna, they're gonna be in these supreme negative scripts, just because they, they, they face like a pretty tough schedule, right? They, the Bucks, Finns, Eagles, Saints, Bengals are gonna be in some of these shootout games. Um, so Pickens, uh, I know in some more casual leagues he was on the wire. Uh, so if you're looking to replace either of these. Bass catchers for the Finns. Pickens is a really good, good, uh, like elite level pickup here. Where would you have Pickens ranked in Dynasty compared to, say, Deontay Johnson? I still have Deontay higher. Um, that one I think might be close for me. I mean, Deontay had the 13 targets today. Um, he had some nice catches, but he also had some some pretty bad drops in key moments. Pickens just looks amazing, though. Yeah, pick. I mean, he just does, man. Like, <laughs> like watching him play is so. Um, wow, Cliff Kicksbury just absolutely goes for a forty-three yard field goal, and the kicker misses it wide left, and the Eagles are going to win this game. Oh man, yeah, Cliff Kicksbury, terrible. I mean, speaking uh, of speaking of this game, we should talk about Eno Benjamin, who had a touchdown. Um, James Conner left with a rib injury. So if uh, if Connor has to miss even more time, you know, obviously they still give the ball to Darrell Williams sometimes. But I mean, Benjamin's kind of carved himself out a bit of a standalone goal earlier. Um, he, had, he had eight guys for 25 yards and a score. You also get some of that usage in the passing game. Today he caught three of his four targets for 28 yards, no, no scores. Um, I mean, I'm definitely going to be interested to see like so for starters, like Darrell Williams like does look does yeah, that's right. Uh Recif mentions Darrell Williams also hurt. Right. And and Joe Kings mentioned that this week felt like an RB torch passing week. <laughs> um yeah, that's actually a good point because there are a few running backs who definitely like questionable running backs who aren't gonna be around. Um uh, the game that's still happening right now, the Rams and 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 the Cowboys. Both of the guys who you know we're we're standing uh, in Pollard and Darrell Henderson are playing better than their counterparts are, um, and they probably they should have earned a bigger target share, but they're not. Um, but yes, I mean I do think that this is like where we just they do need to unleash you know a little bit because because this is cause this is where we're at. There are a couple of dusty running backs that we need to talk about because some of these guys did pop off. Um, Mostert, Stevenson, Eno, yes, this is absolutely correct, Joe. Um, those these these are guys like we we were we were just talking about like like Edmonds is reduced straight up to handcuff territory. Um, Stevenson, I mean Damian Harris also got hurt, but like Stevenson had kind of like taken away that role. Eno had standalone value before even before today. So yeah, yeah, we 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 discussed Kenneth Walker at the top of the show. Um, uh, but this is this is kind of some of the stuff where people are talk- like, once yeah, again, more- once again, we're gonna hear people talking about like how zero RB doesn't work, but it did this one year because everybody got hurt. 
And it's like, yeah, but like we've, we've been, you know, people have been saying that for like the last five years. It's, it's unfortunate for running backs, especially because of the high turnover at the position. And it's sad. Like, it's sad. Like, we as zero RB enthusiasts aren't sitting out there saying, oh, we want these guys to go away. It, that's not true. Uh, the modern NFL is, is, is difficult. We're seeing a lot more of these guys in these committees. Um, that's just the truth of it. Like teams are trying to do all they can, um, like on the, from a macro, a true macro perspective, the bent was always going to remain against the concept of the Uber, Uber back. There are very, very few players who can do that. That comes where your receiving core is 10 comes where your running back room doesn't have any viable backups. That's where you get your CMC's, you know, 2019 season, right? That's where you get your, like your Saquon's 2018 season. Like, like, and that's why Saquon's like mashing today is because like they're throwing the ball to Richie James and David Sills and like, and, and guys who just, who just aren't talented receivers. Um, Joe, and I just wanted to add, add one, one other guy who you might've missed was Travis Etienne, who seems to be taking away the, plucking away the torch from James Robinson. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, ETN looked a lot better than Robinson in this one. He also had more of the targets, but I mean, if uh, hopefully this is this is a sign of of where the Jacks where the Jaguars want to go in the future. Obviously, this wasn't a great game for them. Uh, only put up six points. Lawrence had two interceptions, and only two hundred eighty six yards on forty seven pass attempts uh, with no touchdowns. So you kind of you know. Kind of depends which Lawrence you're going to get, but um, ETN was definitely more effective in this one. And I mean, not really a surprise, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting, I wouldn't necessarily say concerned. I would say that e, like Lawrence and Zach Wilson might be the two best quarterbacks in this class, but like where they are in relation to a lot of the car, like they're just not up to the talent of a Lamar, Kyler, Mahomes. Josh Allen type of players right now, right? Even even Herbert. Yeah, not even up to the like uh I don't know. All right. Yeah, me, right. All right. Let's like I mean, would you rather have Kenny Pickett right now or would you rather have Trevor Lawrence? Oh uh, I think that I think that at this point you would want you'd have to say Pickett probably has more upside because number one, he has a lot better weapons. To throw oh, yeah. to, and he also we kind of don't really know what uh, what he is at this point. Whereas we have a whole season plus five weeks of Trevor Lawrence being kind of meh, and obviously you know he could pick it up if he got some better receivers, but um, that's a big if for one thing. And then also Pickett could actually be good. I mean Buffalo is a tough defense, um, you know. The, Schedule doesn't really get easy, except maybe at Miami in week seven. But um, I think I would prefer Pickett just because of the kind of unknown factor and the fact that he could have some big blow-up games where Pickens and Johnson and Claypool all, all score touchdowns, something like that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I mentioned Herbert earlier, but I wanted to talk about one of the dusty running backs. Austin Eckler today just put on a clinic. Um, he had 10, 16 carries for 773 yards and a score. He also got all four of his targets for 26 yards and a score. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you guys in the chat right now. Uh, Eckler pretty much sent me to the shadow realm by like 1.20 p.m. EST. <laughs> like, 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 like somehow I was playing against him a everywhere um and 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 that was and i knew that was how my day was gonna go was just just abu facing Eckler everywhere so like that was like that was just us eating like i'm just like sitting there and eating my shirt and anger i had to i had to go put on a sweatshirt because i just tore through my other one um like do you think this is the start of like some kind of you know Eckler going on some kind of ridiculous run again or like is this more blippish in, in in your opinion going forward uh no i'm pretty i'm pretty bullish on eckler and i think uh we could definitely see him go on a run i mean um he gets to face seattle in week seven who just gave up a big game to both camara and Taysom hill um denver in week six i don't know how that matchup will be that wasn't great for Deion jackson or whoever the colts ended up giving the ball to the most but um, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely bullish on Eckler. I think uh, as long as Keenan Allen is out, as long as they don't really have a ton of other weapons besides Mike Williams, he's going to be a focal point of this offense, um, even more so than you would than you would expect normally. Yeah, it's a real shame about Keenan Allen. Like, it just feels like he hit the age cliff and just sort of went away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what's he dealing with? A hamstring injury? Was he close to yeah. being active for this game? I don't know. No, he got hurt again and he had to walk it off earlier. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. He might be back next week. That's possible. Um, he's only played one game, obviously. Yeah. Had four targets in that game. I assume he was injured early. I don't actually remember. But um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, until until Keenan Allen is back, I think you expect Eckler and Williams to kind of be the the only two guys in this offense, although Joshua Kelly got 10 carries for 49 yards and a touchdown. I think that is probably a blip. Uh, that was supposed to be Isaiah Spiller. I know, right? Spiller. Ah, why couldn't it have been Isaiah Spiller? <laughs> They're saving Spiller for when, uh, in case this is a blip for Eckler and they need, they need Spiller to come show him. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Are you dropping Spiller on all your, have you already dropped him on no, all your but- we should be. We really should be. I mean, we really should be contemplating dropping him out where we can. Um, I think I'm, ah, still, I'm probably brutal. still holding Ronald Jones, although he could be active. Uh, he could be active still this week, right? Yeah. We'll yeah, see. but I actually wanted to talk to you about Nick Chubb on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, death taxes and Nick Chubb, man. This guy is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Seventeen carries, 134 yards, and two scores. I mean, he's still not getting that receiving game usage, but he's basically King Henry. I mean, like this is kind of where this goes back into the earlier discussion that we were having about like the death of the Uber back or like the, you know, the, the slow decline of the Uber back has been happening for quite some time, but like guys like Chubb and Henry kick, kick these trends in the face for a few years. I mean, the long, the long bent of history is towards, you know, pure RBC, RBBCs, right. In your, in, in your opinion, I think, that's probably right, and you're seeing that in most cases. I mean, there aren't many teams that aren't some sort of committee now, except Carolina, Las Vegas, maybe Tennessee a little bit, maybe Minnesota, but that's about it, right? New York, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, and I mean, I mean, like Hunt's still working in, right? Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Chubb, even 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 Lenny is giving way to Rashad White. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Lenny had a pretty big game today with the 11 targets, but uh, Rashad White was 
used quite a bit early on, at least, as I recall. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he had five carries and four targets of his own. Yeah. Uh, so, right, there aren't many non-committees left in the NFL. And, I mean, Chubb is in a committee where he doesn't get any of the targets. Kareem Hunt had only three, though. But Hunt also had 11 carries to Chubb 17. I mean, Chubb is just, we know he's a talented runner. Um, so, you know, this is just what he does. Yeah. He's gone for over 100 and at least 113 yards in four of his five games this year rushing. Yeah. That's just like, that's the kind of like Derrick Henry level efficiency that. That's better than Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Henry's pretty good too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, didn't want to talk about it, but we might as well because he had 28 carries for 102 yards and two scores. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also caught both of his both of his targets for 30 yards. So one, <laughs> given the poor receiving situation that the Tennessee Titans keep pushing out there, we're seeing Henry's receiver role actually expand for the first time in forever. Yeah. Um, second, I wanted to just note that he got shot five years, like five weeks ago, six weeks ago, but Brian Robinson led Washington in carries today. That's right. Um, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't particularly efficient with those carries, but he did get most of the, you know, nine carries. Uh, yeah. Washington playing from behind a lot of this game, I think. Um they were. I mean, I mean, I mean Carson Wentz is truly the king of garbage time. <laughs> uh it's worth mentioning not the top target getter, but the top receiving yardage player for the commanders, Deami Brown. That was nice mm-hmm. to see. I don't know how many snaps he played. He only had four targets. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully after seeing, after seeing him put up a stat line like this, hopefully they get him more involved. It's not like they are, this is a weird team because it seems like they actually have a lot of receiving weapons. I mean, Dotson was out today, um, but between Curtis Samuel and McLaurin and uh, the running backs who are all pretty good at catching passes. Yeah. I mean, I think they would be be a little more, be more effective through the air, but um, anyway, yeah. Nice to see Deami Brown get some work. Yeah. I mean, like most of the running back targets are going to McKissick and Antonio Gibson, right? I guess it's like Cam Sim working a little bit, but they've got him as a wide receiver. All right. Joking, I hear this. Deami Brown performance was great for 2021 best ball. Yeah, I mean he's right. Um, ring up, up, ring up. Me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so what I recommend you all do is ring up your your DraftKings wrap or your FFPC wrap or your underdog wrap, and say that you really just want your Deami Brown exposure transfer from 2021 to 2022. Um, you know, what's the worst that could happen, guys? Um, uh, Joe, in that in that exact same magnitude, uh, Devin Duvernay is a guy I was very much on last year, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've had none of him this year, and that was just a year too early. Um, but yeah, like Joe, you're right; they, they they do really hate Gibson. I think that man just has the wrong kind of dog in him, and and they just would like to keep him in the house, in the doghouse, as opposed to actually unleashing him on the field. Uh, they just they just aren't having it. They're they like Washington has made it clear. Team, but they did they did look his way on a target that he dropped on what would have been a pretty big uh completion to convert. So, you know, and he's also the whole preseason he was dealing with fumble issues, right? So you kind of see it on the field, some of the reasons that they don't necessarily trust him one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean he just yeah, I mean that's just it. Like he's he's completely completely now uh, overshared his welcome. The important thing on Washington though is this is their fourth loss in a row. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, one the Eagles are going to be five and zero. Oh. Uh, is it time for Sam Howell finally? Man, he's still he's still not active on game day, right? So, yeah. like, activate him, activate him. Right? What's the worst that could happen? Like, like, I mean, they have Heineke active on game day, I guess. Right? Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, but like, you just have to turn the reins over at some point. Like, 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 you're not gonna lose more games. You can't lose more games. <laughs> right? Like, 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 you're already one and four. Like, the legitimate no, like, like, I guess maybe they'll beat the Bears. 
that's the other thing. They're one in four, and they've played like not the hardest schedule, right? No, like the only really hard team they played was the Eagles, right? Um, Because the Cowboys don't have Dak. Uh, The Lions are rather the Lions. Um, the the Titans seem to always play down to their opponents, but they I mean they just they still won, and then the only win came against the Jaguars, and everyone knows the Jaguars aren't going to be good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's not much longer before we see before we see Sam Howell. Before you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, they'll just stick with wins forever. But now that they it's, it's, it's getting questionable, right? Uh, I think it's it's about time. I will say that the Cowboys uh, upset the Rams today, 22-10. Uh, Cooper Rush just barely did anything, right? 10, 10 pa- like, like, he completed 10 of his 16 pass attempts, 102 yards. Um, didn't have to do much. Wasn't called on to do much. CeeDee Lamb had 50% of the target share. Caught five of his eight targets for 53 yards. Pollard showed some ridiculous burst on one long run, but didn't do much else otherwise. Um, and Zeke had 22 catch for 78 yards. Like, I... I how much longer until we see Dak Prescott back under center? That's a good question. Um, last I heard this morning, I think, was that they hadn't ruled him out for week six. So he could be back next week. Although that might be that might still be a long shot. But, mm. but it sounds like the Cowboys are hoping they'll have him back next week. Um I mean I mean like, like, games, like right? sorry? They're winning games without him, right? I think this is kind of how the Cowboys really want to win, right? Like to them, they don't care about the final product. They don't care about your fantasy team. They just want to win. And like, this was the only hard team again that they've, well, they beat the Bengals as well. Right. So like they're winning games that you're going to be in a tough divisional battle against the Eagles. Then they've got a couple of winnable games against the Lions and the Bears. So yeah, we might, we might not see Dak for some time, but at the same time, we might see, even if we see Dak, look, I'm going to temper my expectations because this is how they want to win games. They want to run the football. They want to win ugly. They want to win like through their defense. Yeah, it's really, really gapped the upside of 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 uh, CD Lamb, man. That's true. I think I would expect things to look a little bit different with Dak back under center. I think they'd probably play a little more up tempo when he's back, but um, but. I think you're right. I mean, the defense, their defense has looked probably better than a lot of people expected, and they they do seem to want to lean on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's worth noting, I guess, that Pollard had more. He scored the touchdown. He had more yards than Zeke on yeah on 14 fewer carries. I mean, we've kind of been saying they should give the ball more to Pollard and less to Zeke for a long time. So is this the... Is this the week when they finally say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should. Yeah, I, I can see them turning to Pollard more in neutral and negative script, right? Like, you don't really want to run him out there in, in anything but, you know, trailing or neutral script. You can, you, can, you can deal with Zeke's going two yards into the line for, you know, <laughs> like when you're in positive script, especially with the way they led today. Like, they would have been, like, this, this, this was like Jerry Jones's by dream, right? <laughs> On yeah. the on the on the other side on the other side though I did want to want to get your take on this, um, man Matthew Stafford looked very bad. This is not looking like the same team that won a Super Bowl. For those of you who don't remember, like I didn't, these are your reigning Super Bowl champions. Well, wait a second. Did Tyler Higby have ten targets in the Super Bowl? I can't remember. Uh, no, he didn't. I mean, when Higby has the same number of targets as as Cooper Cup, something's gone wrong there, right? Yeah, I would say. I guess the question is, who else can you throw to, right? Ben Skoronek had eight targets. That man, but that guy's like seven eleven. Man, he's always open. Yeah, always open. I mean, you can't throw the ball. Not, just, 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 and that's just because teams just refuse to defend him. Yeah, because he's good. <laughs> well, that could be. I don't know. Does he do a lot of uh, <laughs> catching a lot of the underneath balls? I didn't watch this game. Uh, kind of. I mean, every ball like Stafford's throwing today is like it is like these days is like an underneath ball. So yeah, right, right. Uh, I mean, you know, Cup still looks good. Seven catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. He's the one thing that's working for this offense. Um, yeah, Robinson is very dusty, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it doesn't seem like they. Well, obviously, you know, they had Robert Woods at the beginning of last year, but. It doesn't seem like their weapons have changed a whole lot from no. 
from previously. I mean, Van Jefferson is on IR, so maybe they're missing him, but I mean, he wasn't like, he wasn't a really dangerous receiver. Um, so yeah, I mean, Stafford obviously doesn't have a lot of people to throw to, but he, he definitely hasn't looked good either. Yeah. Uh, again, and it's not, I mean, it's not nothing to really be like that truly concerned about, I guess. Um, but you know, to that end, I, I think they've been like really reducing Robinson's role. Like as much, as much chatter as we've heard them say that we've got to you know, get Robinson more involved, more involved. Like they're just really reducing his role. Um, they would like to, but he's the, what's the opposite of Seven Eleven? Uh, probably like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, he's a like blockbuster. Like blockbuster. There you go. Yeah. Always That's com- completely shut down. Completely out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not getting any, he's not getting any separation. He's not getting uh, any explosiveness off the line of scrimmage. He's just sort of like, do you need to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage and Alan Robinson's your guy? <laughs> if you need to throw an interception. Yeah. Target Alan Robinson. It's, it's, it's kind of sad, right? Because like, because like, at one point he had like this like bright future, but like he really he really profiled as the kind of guy who was never gonna bounce back. Um yeah, I think that's right. Uh at least in Chicago, that's probably true. I mean I mean he just seemed like the kind of guy who wasn't gonna bounce back anywhere. I mean, like everyone was chasing that uh that that LA Rams hype or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Definitely. After after his kind of down year in Chicago last year, I don't think that there was there should have been an expectation for him to for him to come back and, and show anything else. I mean, he you know, he had some really efficient seasons in Jacksonville with like Blake Bortles, but that was but like, I, but like a lot and, and he was also the only guy there, right? So like I really wonder how much of his of his athleticism got sapped because of that injury. But I mean we'll never know. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes these guys recover, sometimes they don't. Like, it's sad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, Blair, like, this has been fairly low scoring and upside down week. You need like a handful of players who could really put you over the top. The two guys we haven't discussed, who we might as well just chat about real briefly, in my opinion, are Dalvin Cook, who had 18 carries for 94 yards and two scores, um, and uh, Justin Jefferson, 12 catches, 154 yards. Uh, and no scores on 13 targets. Um, I mean, anyone who else who I'm missing here, like from a top of scoring week perspective, maybe Saquon, I guess. I but, mean, yeah, we don't really want to talk about Taysom Hill that much. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, but this is one of the things that had me off of drafting or like truly firing as much as I could into underdog because I, I knew something this would happen. Yeah, and and having him get these points towards the tight end position uh, would have sent me on true monkey tilt. Yeah, because um, it's like an it's like an edge because uh, of his ADP. You're not you're not going to really be able to overcome forty five points out of that at the tight end spot like that. You know, because all the tight ends who get you those type of points are going really early. So, so I mean, right. I have my own thoughts on it. But if you if you guys were able to successfully gamble on. Taysom, congratulations, because that's that's a very big win for you guys. Taysom only probably helps in best ball. Like he's undraftable yeah. in a managed league, but in best ball, I guess he's gonna have these kind of weeks. This is not the first time he's put up multiple touchdowns in a game like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I want to say about Taysom Hill. We don't have to keep yeah. talking. I mean, Justin Jefferson is obviously maybe the best receiver in the NFL. I don't know. Dalvin Cook is good. Um, I'm hoping we see some Ty Chandler, but I like Cook. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the good news is, is this week is still not over. Uh, just keep in mind that we record these during the during the PM, well, during the window between the end of the PM games and Sunday Night Football. So two big games coming up on tap here, Blair. Uh, your Baltimore Ravens taking on the Bengals, hosting the Bengals. And then tomorrow night we've got, um, I guess, your Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. My Las Vegas Raiders 
Yeah, you're a you're a huge uh, you're a huge Josh Jacobs fan. I've, I've, I I remember. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> no, it should be good. I'm excited. Obviously, for both of these games, need some some big points from not Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I need I need a big 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 outing. Points, Dobbins. Yeah, yeah. I I need a big outing from Higgins here tonight. That's right. You know, um, I guess it's worth discussing Cincinnati a little bit just because they've been a little, they've been kind of a weird team. I mean, Jamar Chase has not really, he had that one big game in week one, but other than that, he's been pretty quiet. Higgins has had a few big games. Do you think, I mean, are you worried about Chase at all? Or do you think this is just, they're going to go back? They're going to go I mean, Zach, like I'm worried about Zach Taylor. Hate him. Um, <laughs> They're gonna go back to Chase. I think. I think because I need a big game out of Higgins tonight to win an important matchup, it's gonna be Chase season. Like Chase is just gonna smash tonight. Yeah, as long as they don't give the ball to Mixon thirty times. Yeah, they really. They, they, but like that's the big thing, right? Is that like Mixon's been getting fed in the receiving game, despite not doing as much as he should. So he is siphoning away those targets. And to be fair to Jamar Chase, he did have like. 81 yards yesterday, like last week on like four catches. catches and yeah. like, it's, I mean, like, like he's putting up ridiculous, like, like big points. I mean, like they didn't need him against the Jets at all. Um, and he did fine against the Cowboys, right? Like, like we know, we know he's, um, he's got some major juice. Like he's like one of the few legit guys at, on the NFL who can go for like a 50 burger if like the if like the the conditions are right. Yeah. And like I think I think tonight the conditions are absolutely right. Yeah, um I saw what Miami did to Baltimore a few weeks ago. So I it's definitely not not out of the realm of possibility for like 150 yards and two touchdowns from Chase. Um yeah, like especially because Baltimore has just been like bleeding points to to receivers. Yeah, like like they're out. They're starting cornerbacks. Like they like they they down to their backups, right? Yeah, they're pretty banged up in the secondary. Yeah, like this like the way you attack these guys is through the air. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then on the other hand, you have like Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. Like it's not a good co- like it's 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 a combination <laughs> that's ripe for possible uh, offensive eruption. It's a shame Rashad Bateman is he's out tonight, right? He's out. Um. Yeah. So it'll be Mark Andrews and Devin Duvernay, your guy. I hope you got some finally. Um. Yeah. They, I gotta have literally. He's not on any of my rosters. I just don't have the heart to do it. Um. But yeah, they actually have been. I mean, last week they threw the ball a few times to Dobbins, so maybe they'll get him a little more involved in the passing game. That would be. Yeah, would be that's good. something I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about, and I'm I'm excited to see because we're seeing Sky more run more and more routes. Um, I'm excited to hopefully see him start to get a little bit more worked in. Uh, yeah, not that optimistic yet, but uh, it should be interesting. The Schuster is questionable. Yeah, I think he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play through it, but he's got this, like that knee injury and just very hobbled by it. So yeah, so maybe Moore gets a little extra work in this one. That would be fun to watch. That would be fun. And then on the on the on the Raiders aside, I think we all. I think I must just say what we're all thinking. Uh, we really want Adams and and Waller to start getting going. You weren't thinking it's a Josh Jacobs thirty touch night against the. Uh, Chiefs against the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be just a tough, tough scene um, uh, for for Jacob. I mean, like going into KC at at night is always tough for them. Um, I, I I really do think that they're going to try to establish Jacobs. So I wasn't <laughs> even going to joke about it because it's so much. It's it's just going to be painful because yeah. it's going to ha- you know it's going to happen too. And 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 Adams and and Waller. I really want them to to get going uh we can we can we can end on this question here from from one of our from the chat i'm oh and five in the league right now any suggestions on what to do with russ you're not gonna gonna get the trade value that you think you're gonna get out of russ he's kind of like a hold um you probably are gonna have to find a streamer uh, and maybe only play him in 
games where they shoot out. I'm sorry. I'm um. I'm. I, I was yawning because I got bored thinking about how boring the the Denver Broncos are. Hey, you know, we always thought that Russell Wilson was like succeeding in Seattle in spite of Pete Carroll, but after yeah. seeing what he's doing in Denver and what yeah. Geno Smith is doing in Seattle, like is yeah. Pete Carroll actually a genius? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, actually, I, I I will take that back. I think you got to start Russ next week against the Chargers. Um, I think that this is going to be a game where they might be forced to actually throw a little bit, so they can't they can't they can't mess around forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Against Indianapolis, there wasn't much. You know, it's not like the Colts were doing anything without Jonathan Taylor. They couldn't. They just had no offense. So, um, yeah, against the Chargers in Los Angeles, that's maybe a different story. Where you, where yeah, you, you might want to start him get uh, to have to throw a little more and push the pace. Yeah. Although, you know, he did throw 39 times against Indianapolis and zero like, touchdowns, two interceptions. So it's not only a matter of yeah of the pass volume. It's also a matter of... Getting on the same page as receivers, man. Uh, There's a wide open KJ Hamler. Um, just missed Judy and Sutton on a bunch of the routes where he would be hitting Lockett and, and Metcalf. I am just uh, reading that he's played the last two games with a partially torn lat near his right shoulder. Russell Wilson? Yeah. This guy is just making up injury. Uh, <laughs> no, I would I would believe it. I mean, he really has looked bad, right? Um, I believe it. Reported that. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe he's not 100%, but still, I don't know. He's tough to start. Do you, if you have other options, would you start Kenny Pickett over, over Russ Wilson? Not, no, not, not, not next week. Yeah. Well, good luck on that 0-5. I know what that's like. Yeah, uh, so do we. Uh, so do I. Oh, my God. Just the pain. Pain. All right. On that note, I think we will call it a night. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're not already subscribed to our channel, you know, uh, go ahead and, and subscribe to that. Leave us a rating and review on the uh, podcast channel. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>